Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Life with Latea, and today featuring a friend. Um, this is my friend Benoit. He, I met him at a vervet monkey sanctuary called the vervet monkey foundation in south africa and we became fast friends he was volunteering as the chef there and um he made some banging pancakes and buddha bowls and uh we had lots of laughs and have um yeah been on a couple trips together since then so i decided just to record our conversation and put it there to share i found this one took a little bit of time to gather momentum but i i definitely found it very satisfying in the end so um it's always nice to talk to benoit and i'm happy to share him with you so please enjoy you hear me properly yeah i can hear you okay cool like it's can you hear me? yeah i can hear you all right oh, now. <laughs> so you're you oh my gosh so good yeah. <sighs> yeah. I'm so happy to talk to you. Um mm -hmm. huh? what's happening? Hello? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it disconnected for a second, but it's good now. So we're off to a good start. Mm -hmm. um, how are you doing? How's Poland? I'm really good. Festival season has started. I've done my first uh, cooking in the kitchen on the festival. And it was amazing. Uh, a lot of stress. A lot of stress. Are you, are you doing like um, a food truck or, or what's the setup? No. Uh, well, I bought a tent that is 10 meters by 6.5. Uh, but uh, on the first festival, I didn't receive it yet, so I had to rent a, a smaller tent. Um, but yeah, I'm just cooking under a tent because uh, the plan is to uh, make some nomad community later. So I will buy a truck and I will have this tent and then I can set up a kitchen wherever around Europe or maybe around the world. I don't know. And, uh, and invite some friends to do like some workshop, maybe some music, maybe some no any kind of activity so i have like a mobile festival stuff Amazing. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh i so love that you're actually making these things happen because i know that we talked about you know like the the during our deep snack tours you know yeah, kind of... yeah i'm doing it i'm doing it for now I'm <sighs> but uh soon it will be mobile and ready to go everywhere <laughs> so good that's so inspiring um, yeah, now I cook for one festival already. Uh, tomorrow we're going to rave party, and I will be cooking some food as well. And uh, I have um, uh, in two weeks uh, we do another festival where I'm not gonna be cooking, but we'll organize some uh, jam session under the tent, making some nice space for people to to relax and chill. Maybe organize some workshop like yoga and stuff like this. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, then I'm going to another festival for cooking as well. And, and then we organize uh, our own festival and I will be cooking there. 
I'm really, really excited. Like this summer is going to be so amazing for me. Like, full, full of new experiences. It will be really cool. Amazing. <laughs> oh my gosh, your life just always just sounds like just like so happy and free and creative and I love it so much. <laughs> you know, I'm completely honest, this winter hasn't been that uh, that easy for me because um I, I met really good people here, really nice people, but the problem is that everyone is Polish here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like I feel a bit on the side sometimes, you know, because like when you have like when there is really a lot of people, I can find someone to talk and it's okay. But when there is like 10, 20 people, then the main conversation is in Polish and I feel a bit on the side sometimes. And that has been like, um, it's been a year I'm here. It wasn't planned. And uh, in the beginning was okay. I don't really mind, you know, staying quiet and looking at people around, looking what it is. It's quite interesting actually to, to just shut up. Like when you can't talk, you just observe what's happening around you. And it's quite interesting to do. But at some point you miss having proper exchange with people because mm-hmm. also your... people talk in English but it, it's not really perfect and like uh, I feel like you know conversation is really hard sometimes with people mm-hmm. but uh, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm happy uh, that I've been here because I've done a lot of uh, really cool stuff here like uh, I don't know if I talked to you since when is last time that we talked? I don't remember. Last time we spoke was, well, I don't know. It's definitely been like many months. It might have even been like la, like I don't know, September or something, even longer. Uh-huh. So yeah, just like catch me up. You 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 were learning some Polish the last time that I spoke to you, but I mean, like you yeah. learned how to say I, I love you and like really sweet things like that, of course, as you would. <laughs> <laughs> the necessity is like you have a beautiful smile or something like that <laughs> but yes um, last summer I've been going around the whole Poland uh, doing like it wasn't really planned but uh, I was supposed to go back in France like I was supposed just to come here to visit some friends and then come back after one or two months and uh, and I, I start like I, I didn't know festival was still happening in Poland and then I start going to one and then I was like fuck it I'm not going back and I just do festival all, all around <laughs> was kind of a plan to do that because um, it was already planned that we would organize a festival with my friends so I wanted to go around all the festival to have contact and then for like uh, promoting our own festival and also having contact for like people that can do stuff you know our festival. So it was kind of uh, walking, but in a really cool way. Mm. <laughs> you know, like some kind of um, discovering the land, you know, before organizing something there. <laughs> um, are you still living in the, the same place? You were living in like a, a big kind of shared house. Yeah, yeah. We're living in a house with eight people. And every uh, is everybody Polish except for you? Uh, no, now there's, uh, I mean, all the time there were one guy that is uh, French and now there's mm-hmm. another guy that just arrived, like a friend of mine that uh, that is French as well. Um, but yeah, I would have liked to have someone English. Uh, it would have been better for connecting people a bit more like, because the problem is me having conversation in English is okay. Yeah. But uh, creating it, you know, starting it, like I'm not really good at starting conversation in French even. Uh, really? But like, 
yeah, I mean, I can talk to someone, but like, not to someone I don't know, you know, like for me, I'm a bit shy on this side. Uh, if I don't know someone, I don't know how to start conversation. So for me, it's really difficult, even more in English. Um, like, but if I have someone that talk in English to me, like, like we are doing now, I can talk and say stuff. This is not a problem. But it's well, more about nice. being spontaneous uh, in English. For me, it's more dif difficult than in French, of course. Uh, so, yeah. Um, mm. But uh, yeah, I was thinking it would be cool to have an English speaker here. So like that, you know, this English person is like spontaneous. He's in his own language and then everyone can join this conversation a bit easier. Like I have this issue in South Africa also sometimes. Like I was having really nice talk with a French uh, guy and mm -hmm. then uh, someone was coming to the fireplace where we were talking and, uh, and we finished to talk and then we're like, okay, let's switch to English. And then nothing is coming up, you know. We were talking for hours, to, and then we switched to English, and it doesn't come. I don't know how to explain why, but, yeah, when you, you don't talk your native language, it's more difficult to, to find a subject of conversation, to be more spontaneous, yeah, it's, it's more difficult. Interesting. I can't share anything about that because I don't know any second language, which is really disappointing, <laughs> but <laughs> just limited to only English, and, like, I know some of it. Um, I bet. I wonder. How lazy to learn language. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I was just thinking about um when we were in Spain and you were having what seemed to be like a really kind of like deep connecting moment with that with that man who only spoke Spanish. Oh, do you yeah, remember, remember that? Yeah. So do you yeah, have? Yeah. Have you been having like that kind of experience with with yeah, people who don't speak in Poland? talk with it's kind of, it's kind of funny <laughs> but i like this conversation you know because you when you can't talk with someone you, you need to express yourself with the body language you know so you yeah. exaggerate everything even more like when i see him i'm just jumping on him and making a big hug every time because <laughs> you know, I him, oh, it's nice to see you i love you or stuff like that he doesn't understand shit in english so you know to show him i have to jump on him and to give him a big <laughs> <laughs> the same thing like, together. It's like everything is exaggerated, and I love it. Uh, but there's oh not, not with everyone is possible. Huh? It's um, and um, and yeah, it's still complicated because sometimes I really would like to talk with those people because I I really like them. But you know, you 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 can't know what they're doing in their life. You don't know any shit about them in the end because mm. like what they're doing where you are here. But you you don't know you can't ask question about what they do when when they are not in parties and stuff like that because usually those people I meet in festival or in parties. Yeah, I think that's really neat how like you these are people that you really like that you can you know not communicate with through language and that's kind of like um you know like with animals how how you can develop a bond mm -hmm. even though you can't understand oh. each other. Um, yeah, I think that's so valuable. That's so cool. Um, but I, okay, I have the experience so... with monkey also. Like I don't know. Probably you you left. I don't know if I told you this story with tripod. Yes. First, just explain who tripod is, real quick. The tripod is a monkey in the South Africa that have only three legs and is like, I don't know, like a 
like a really chill monkey. He's, he's not acting like all the other monkey. All the other monkey are uh, in a group, in a band, like a, like a gang. Uh, but this guy is is not uh, involved in. He has no team. He's friend with everyone, and everyone respect him. So he's mm-hmm. like a kind of king, but without being a king. Like it's, it's a bit difficult to explain. Was he but, yeah. like the alpha monkey of the of the the wild troop, or was he not? Uh, no, he, he wasn't part of any troop. He's not part of any troop. He's, oh, uh, I didn't he's... realize he was like a rogue monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's by himself, and this is why it's kind of uh, like this is strange for monkey because usually they need to be in a group to feel strong. But this guy has no group. He's, he's going from group to group. He's friend with any everyone, but he doesn't feel the need of being part of any of this group. Like he, he will go from one group to the other, but not being part of them in some way. So he's like part of them, but not being. Like uh, like the family community thing, mm-hmm. so we hang out with everyone, but not being part of anyone at the same time. I don't know if if it makes sense what I'm saying. It does. No, that was that was pretty clear. I felt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I, this monkey is good inspiration for me because like uh, I, I I I've been always a bit like that for myself. I feel. Like, uh, I mean, I had some group that I was tr- more strongly connected, but I never felt the need that I need to stay with them. Like, I, I was always, like, in school, being friends with uh, my my group. Like, I had some kind of group, but I was also going to see and talk with everyone else. Like, I, I was not just stuck with uh, my gang, you know. I, mm-hmm. I like to talk and see a bit of everyone. Nice. Yeah, I felt... I had, um, I feel like you are kind of someone who, I don't know, I would consider you popular, like someone who's like a social butterfly and like makes friends super easily. And I wouldn't say that that was what my experience was like when I was a kid and stuff, but I can relate in the sense that I didn't have like one group of friends that were all like, we were just one unit, but I, I had, um, like friends from all these different groups which was always Mm -hmm. kind of funny because then when it came to like having a birthday party or something like most of my friends weren't friends with each other and they even had like clashing kind of personalities Mm -hmm. which was interesting so even like bringing all my friends together was not really fun to do because imagine like bringing a bunch of monkey troops together and they're like kind of rivals you know they're (laughs) they're not gonna go on I see completely what that that was like a big issue for me for a long time. Like, cause I, like when I was doing a party, for example, I will only invite one group and maybe some of other people from the group that I know will fit, but not everyone, you know, like I needed to, to do a selection with trying to make people that will fit together. And, mm-hmm. uh, and I was always like, for me, it was limited, like the, because of that, I, sometimes I felt like I couldn't invite someone because I, even if I really wanted to, but I would not invite him because I feel like uh, something's wrong is going to happen if I do it. Yeah, you have to like strategically like be careful about what kind of personalities you're bringing together because sometimes some of them will clash and it's yeah, yeah. an but interesting thing. Last, last time I organized a party was for my 30 years old. I don't know if I told you I organized a, a festival for that. Uh, yes. Party. 
And um, and I, that was my biggest fear, you know, because I, I invite everyone. I didn't give a shit from where they were coming from, from which group, from people from South Africa, people from England, people from uh, Germany, people from France that I met in school, in different school. Uh, so it was like, no, like some people knew each other, but not everyone knew each other. And it was my worry that some people will not fit with the other one and after i think it was two hours after people start to arrive there were like maybe 20 people there and i, I was cooking and uh, so a bit uh, outside of the whole thing happening and i was looking and i see like a group of eight people and none of them knew each other and they were starting to talk and laughing and and that made me really happy like it was a really cool thing to do um, ah, that's so good. Yeah, you're the guy who like brings them together, mm-hmm. and then yeah. uh, they can develop these like unexpected friendships with people outside of their regular social circle. Mm-hmm. I, I think the the fact that they have one link in common was helping. Like, uh, they all knew me, so like they have like one thing in common to talk about. I think, mm-hmm. uh, and that's helpful. I don't know really what they were talking about. But... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, Benoit, you have like this really cool quality where I find like you can make the best out of any situation and like always remain optimistic and like even even when you're not necessarily happy, like you can always look on the bright side. And is that something do you feel like that's a quality that you had your whole life or is that something that you had to develop like I don't know. Do you know? Like, um, Were you just always so cheerful? Like it's more like a defense mechanism. Like for example, when I was um, cooking for this festival, like what happened is that I realized at some point that I, I was lose, I will lose money on this festival, and I actually lose quite a lot of money because I was mm-hmm. expecting to sell more, and uh, and I bought way too much food. So in the end, I had to give food for free, so I didn't had to throw it away. And mm-hmm. I realized that on the Friday, because the festival was starting on the Thursday. And I realized on the Friday that, that it, it, it won't fit. And this year, I, I'm going to lose money. And in the beginning, I was starting to hate myself and to be like, what the fuck? Like, what have you done? This is bullshit. You completely failed. And, and really hate myself. And then at some point, I was like, but this is your dream. And this is the first time you do it. And you're going to lose, OK, maybe 100 euro, maybe 200 euro. But this is the first time you do it. Usually people that do that, they need to go to a school, they need to pay money for their study and blah, blah, blah. And me, I, I just do it and okay, it costs me money, but this is some kind of study. And, uh, and when I realized that, I was like, yeah, fuck it. Let, like, uh, like now I'm not sitting. It was like, I don't know, 1 p.m. or 2 p.m. in the uh, 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. in the night. And I say, fuck it, like nobody's buying anything right now. Everyone is having a party. Let's go for party because this is why I'm doing this kitchen in festival is to, to sell food because I like to, to give food to people and to feed people. But also I like to party and this is a <laughs> good way of fixing both of the things. And, uh, and uh, I go on the dance floor and I stay until 7 a.m. And, and I was really... <laughs> and then at 7 a.m., you know, I was not feeling even tired, nothing, you know. And uh, I just go back to the, to the shop, starting to, to prepare some stuff for the morning, prepare the breakfast and everything. And, 
And then I was not happy. I knew I will lose money anyway, but I, I was like, this is why I, I was doing this. Um, and next time, now I've learned a lot of things doing it. So this is, yeah, but I, it, it's not always easy yet to see the positive. But <laughs> sometimes mm -hmm. I'm, it's not always Yeah, it happens. would be, it would it's have been. Like you telling me that, but you are like this. It's like always happy, always giggling, always like more <laughs> positive. And but I know sometimes in your life it, it's not the case. You know, it's not it's not always easy to to stay on the high vibes and like that all the time, especially in winter. <laughs> oh yeah, especially in the winter. Yeah, I mean, for me, I feel like it's a a practice, and it's just over time I've kind of realized that, like, I don't know when when things are going badly. And uh, like our, we can either the way that we think about it is gonna either make it worse or make it feel better, you know. And we can just kind of direct the thoughts a little bit. But um, but I'm getting better at like not being so depressed. Like yeah, anymore. I don't know. I'm in a phase of my life where I I make my own choice. Like I'm not I'm not taking anyone thinking about what I should do. What uh, no, I want to do this and I do it. And then as uh, like. Uh, First time it happens when, when I was in England last year and I was a bit alone, mm. uh, a bit lonely and it was winter, the same, like it's difficult to to go outside in winter to meet people and stuff. And and at some point I just realized this this is why I did it. You know, I wanted to be alone to to decide on some stuff on my life. I wanted to to because that was the first time before this winter was the first time that I do a lot of festival, you know, and. And my my parents, they like criticize me about it, like saying, "Oh, you do a lot of party. This is bullshit. You should focus on finding some work or something." And me doing festival was kind of a study, you know. I was meeting a lot of people, doing a lot of crazy shit, and and sometimes I was like, "Oh, I would like to do that." You know, you you taking the um, uh, like in, you get inspiration from a lot of people in festival because you see so many people doing so many crazy shit there, mm. and. Uh, and that was the point of it. And but still, I did a lot of party at the same time. So my mom was right. Uh, but you know, for for me, it was like yeah, I had fun. But it was also like some kind of research because now I'm like uh, I've been raised to work in uh, in um, in an office uh, on the computer to 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 develop some apps and things like that. And that that's what my parents wanted for me. But uh, I did that. I saved money from it. I was happy to, to get this money. But now I'm trying to find my own way and what I want to do for myself, not for mm -hmm. pleasing someone. Or... So, so every time, you know, I, I, I feel a bit stuck in some situation, I actually realize that, okay, maybe I'm like, for example, this winter, it was not so easy because I like it's fucking freezing in Poland. Like, I don't know why all the time I, I hate winter and I'm always going in colder country more and more. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but but in the end, I, I know, like, I knew why I was there because I, I was with a lot of people where with who I can create stuff. And, um, and it was not so productive in the winter, but now I, I knew that what is happening right now will will happen you know and if i wasn't here freezing in poland it would not happen i would come back in france and covid was like really restrictive in france and i would be 
uh, even more depressed because I had nothing to think about and no, no project there. Uh, so, so in the end, you know, you're still a bit like in the low vibes and not feeling so great, but you know why you're doing this and this is your own choice. It's not someone that put you in this situation telling you, you should do that. Mm, it's myself. Mm-hmm. And, and it's more... You, you know why you did, you did it. You know, when you, you, someone gives you some advice and you follow this advice without thinking, then you, you, if it doesn't work, you feel sad and, and you hate that guy. You know, you're yeah. angry. Then you just guy. turn to blame. Uh, and, but when you make the, your own choice, you are the only one to blame. And in the end, if you made a bad choice, it's okay. You know, you learn from it and this is not for you anymore. You know that this, you will not repeat again. And that's how you learn from mistake. And and for now, I done some mistake, but it brings me to what I want to do. You know, like cooking on festival was my dream, and I I didn't. I mean, I, I just followed the path that I thought was the good one to do it, and and now it's I'm cooking every two weeks or something on different festival, and even organizing my own one with some friends, and it's gonna be fucking amazing, I think. I have a, like a lot of <laughs> I think. people like are joining the project. We were counting today. It's like um, with the DJ and uh, and all the people organizing workshop and stuff. There's already 120 people plus the invite. Like everyone, every DJ, every people making workshop and stuff have a plus one. So it's already 220 people coming to the festival without tickets. You know, it's just. 220 people coming for the festival just to organize it basically to to make it happen oh wow and uh, yeah it's gonna be really cool (laughs) i'm really excited and And, when is that one uh it's end of july beginning of august it's uh like it's on the weekend uh i think it's uh, 29th and 1st of or 2nd of august i don't know um so what are you going to do differently this time to make sure that um well i i will buy less food you know (laughs) (laughs) no and there's like a lot of uh well this festival will be bigger the thing is that the festival the first festival i was going to uh it was small one i think we were 250 people yeah uh, maybe 300 and uh, and yeah, I, I was expecting to to sell like two hundred uh, meals, and I actually sold like one hundred or something like that. So I had I bought doubles of what I should have bought. Mm. And, all right. Uh, so this time you're gonna cut down the numbers, and then I mean, then if you sell all your food, you can just go party and enjoy, right? Is that how it works? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's the thing. If you have food to sell, you you can just close the shop and go party. <laughs> <laughs> Better to not have any more food to sell than having too much. And then, I mean, financially, it, it was good. Also, you know, at the end, had so much food that I was just like, okay, guys, I'm organizing dinner tonight. If you want to join, it's all free. <laughs> because I had this food, I, I I didn't want to throw it away. So it's like good way to to make friends also. <laughs> yeah, totally. That must feel really good to be able to provide for all these people and bring them together for a free meal. To to promote the, our own festival, you know, we do that. And all the time I'm with my friends and we are like putting all the flyers, all the 
posters we have from the festival. We're trying to talk uh, to as many people as we we met uh, about that we're organizing this. So, you know, when you have someone bringing free food for people and, you know, he's organizing this festival, it's like good advertisement, I think. So it's, <laughs> it's not a bad thing in the end. Yeah. And like uh, um, I say, like study. Totally. Um, what is is uh, is like the coronavirus or anything like? What are the risk? Are there restrictions in Poland, or is it just like a regular world? People can. We don't have to wear a mask anymore as well in Poland. This is this is over. I don't know oh, for how long. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there's there's no more restriction. But like, uh, even last year, you know, I was really surprised because. There were festivals happening every year. Like even the festival that were not supposed to happen, uh, so they were organizing it, and there were supposed to be like 1,000, 2,000 people on this festival. But in the mm -hmm. end, they were like not officially organizing it, but just organizing it with the friends of friends, you know. Like so, they were like mm -hmm. more like 400 people, maybe 300, 500, something like that. But they, they were all. I don't know how they deal with this shit. Like I know. Like, I think officially they were, like, planning some kind of wedding because wedding is still, uh, and, like, they, they find some kind of, uh, like, a loophole. the law, and <laughs> it was okay, like, and there were no problem with the police and nothing like this. It was crazy. I, I didn't expect it that time. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of friends. <laughs> and do, do you know anybody who, like, got sick or... or um... uh, sick at some point like the whole house got sick at some point but mm. i don't know this covid like you know i felt weak for like three days and then it was okay and like some people was more like for a week some people were for a week and a half but uh you know they i don't know why they make so much noise about this this coronavirus uh mm. like it's something really me i i just ignore it you know i'm trying not to to fall in this trap of because I don't know, it's like, you know, when you, you have the media telling you all the time, this is dangerous to go outside, uh, you, you, you're going to catch something, blah, blah, blah. You, instinctively, your brain is stressed. And because of that, you, you will think that if you go out, you feel fall sick. And you're well, every time something's going to happen in your body, you feel a bit wrong, you're going to feel like you're going to fall sick. And you, by doing that, you're making yourself sick. Totally. So the best way is to just not think you're gonna be sick and and just keep doing your life just as normal because, mm -hmm. like, yeah and like take care of yourself and i mean going outside i think is great of like maybe one quarter of the population i would understand but now this virus is like there's more people dying from smoking cigarettes as at a younger age than people dying from covid and they don't stop selling cigarettes and so why, you know, like why they make all these restrictions when you, we have so many things like people are dying from not having enough food. We don't spend so many, so much money to try to save people dying from starvation. We don't give mm. a shit about it. I don't know why this COVID had like so much impact on the world and everything was shut down. Like I checked last year, the, the in France, the average age of dying from COVID was 87. And if you look at the average age of dying from natural death, natural death is 86. So, like, what the fuck, you know? It's like, <laughs> what 
than COVID. Like statistically, it just doesn't make sense to stop the whole world for that. Yeah, so I, just... I think for myself, the the biggest like part that I just don't, I don't know. I guess the part that is the most interesting to me is is how it's just how much fear people have around the idea of death. Like I don't know about you, but I've like mm-hmm. I've just been so obsessed with really thinking about what what I think dying but means, I, you know, I like think, since then. I think, I think that's why I don't really care because now I'm not really afraid. Like I, I for me, life is a game. You need to play on it. And, mm-hmm. and when you are in a game, if you stay in the room because you are safe in there, you don't play the game. You know, you need to, to go out of the room and to, to do some stuff. To participate. You know, do something with it. Like we have this opportunity to be alive, and I, you know, from the time—I mean, from the time that you're, maybe not from the time that you're born, but the time that you can understand that you're going to die one day. You know, like so we know that that's inevitable, and and yes. tomorrow's never guaranteed. You know, like you could be hit, struck by a car, or anything yeah. could happen mm-hmm. any day, and so just the idea of like waiting and and hiding and and avoiding this thing um i think just for me doesn't it doesn't it doesn't drive with me but yeah, no, it doesn't work for me as well I yeah like, i don't same. know but now I, you have this vaccine and everyone is more like safe in the head but for me this vaccine is actually more dangerous than the covid you know it's like I don't really mm. trust it. Like just coming up in one year, they do like that. Usually, it needs like five, six years to to do something with like research and tests and stuff like that. Like now, in one year, they do something and and they ask people to to sign a paper when they get vaccine that if something happened to them, it's not because of the vaccine. You know, like they can't uh, sue them. You know, this is like what the fuck. So you're giving something to people that you don't have any idea what it's gonna do to them. So it, it may actually kill more people than the the actual disease. Like we don't know. It's like, and oh, but people, like I don't know why. Yeah, people, but that kind of thing, I feel like so neutral. Like I don't. I think people who want to get it should absolutely get it if it makes them feel like, you know, yeah. safe and and able to like go out and live their lives again and like hundred percent do it. And I but I just, and I also think like if people don't want to get I it, then don't get it. With me, you know, like if they feel protected with it, it's it's fine. So they don't ask me to take any things or like to make some tests or whatever, you know, because that then there's like my mom, she asked me, when you come back, you will need to make a test. Like it will uh, re- uh, um, bring comfort to a- everyone around because you know we know we you've been around every uh, all around Poland. We you know we know we. You've seen a lot of people. And I was like, what's the point of making a test? Like, maybe I will come, you know, and probably I will feel if I, I feel sick. And if I come, I make the test. Maybe I will catch it two days after. And there's no point of, of making such things. Like, is Because I will still go around anyway. So they're still carrying yeah, oh the virus with, with me. So, like, why it will make it more safe for you to know that at these hours, I didn't have it, you know, but uh, then every every else time I can have it. and But then you feel more safe because I had the test that is positive, negative and then I can show you that. And then for you, then it's safe. You know, it's like it doesn't fucking make sense for me. Yeah. Get the test that is like outdated by the time that you get the result. 
you know, like yeah, yeah. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's already expired in a way. I tried to explain that to my mom, and I don't know. I, I think she thinks that I will come back home and stay in my room and, and don't go around and see people. Like, I, I don't know what they think, but this is not going to happen like that. Yeah, it's like she doesn't know you. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, so I guess the fe- planning the festivals and doing the the cooking and stuff, that's kind of the main thing that's been going on in your world. Mm-hmm. What else are you getting excited about uh, these days? I don't know. Like uh, last year, I've been a part of fire show. Um was quite cool like i i bought some jungling balls uh you can set on fire mm-hmm. but one of broken i wanted to train but uh, i need to buy another one and this hasn't been my uh, my main goal but what i'm getting really excited the most is my guitar is get my guitar playing is getting better and better every year that's mm-hmm. been i think it's now it's been two years uh, two years and a half maybe i i start the guitar again and, uh, and every year I can see I'm making like big, big, big progress. Like, it's really cool. I'm really happy about it. Like last year was like, because that was my plan when I go to England, uh, because the first time I go, I do festival tour in Europe, I had my guitar on my back all the time, but I was only able to play like one song. Uh, and I had so much fun with it. Mm. And the end i decide uh, that was part of the plan to go in england is to to focus on learning guitar more and more so i'm ready for the next festival uh, season and uh, and i arrive in poland and in poland there's not so many people playing guitar on festival uh, so every time there were a job happening uh, everyone was like oh cool someone playing guitar you know and everyone like so uh, i came to like feel not really comfortable to play in front of people to like I was leading the jam like you know but still I was amazing for me to have people like oh yeah play another one like something else you know (laughs) guys I'm playing guitar for one year (laughs) (laughs) amazing and you know you when you play something uh, like whatever you do and people like it you get the, this energy of people that like it. And when you are sitting around a fire camp, you know, this energy is coming straight to you. And all the music I used to play and I was bored of playing it because this is like you go in a loop at some point with the guitar and you play always the same shit uh, and you get bored of this same shit all the time. But when you have people that are, that are around you and that like it, then you get this energy and, and you like it as well. And then you can put more... <clears throat> and it's really cool feeling yeah that's really neat how like the the attention and or like appreciation of others like revives this thing that became like kind of old and uninteresting to you but now it, it like brought life back into it mm, yeah, it's, it's, and it, it feels great you know to receive like you can really feel it like when you play or when you, you do something it's like and the same when when you organize a festival, like when I organize my 30 years old festival, I could feel it in my body so much like a fucking flow of energy going from my belly to my head. You know, it's like all the time. And I didn't sleep for three days. I didn't took any drugs or anything like this, you know, and I didn't sleep for three days. I the, the Saturday night, I forced myself to drink a lot of alcohol 
to put myself you know and oh i woke up hours later completely fine without hunger without anything uh, like usually when you sleep you don't sleep for, for like two day and a half and then you drink a lot and then you fall asleep you sleep for at least like 10 to 12 or like 16 hours and I woke up three hours later, completely fine. You know, I couldn't sleep anymore. It's just like I had so many, so much energy inside of me. It was impossible to sleep. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think that's about? Just like, just being with other people? Yeah, well, I mean, for for the festival... Yeah, I mean, me when I'm on festival, like any festival, I have a bit of that. Uh, it's like for me, it's, I have trouble to to fall asleep on festival because I'm so excited to see all these people and there's so many things happening around me and so much energy of happy people. You know, it's like good energy all around you and it keeps me going all the time. Like usually I do small naps, like uh, two hours nap and then I keep continue. And then at some point I, I feel a bit tired. I will do another one hour, two hours nap. But I never do like a full night on festivals. But when I organized my own festivals, I think because it was my birthday and I invite all my friends. So I was connected mm-hmm. deeply with all these people. Uh, so I, I received this energy even more, you know, because like I was the, the one organizing this whole thing and everyone was connected to me. So I think I, I get more energy than usual at this time. But, totally. Uh, that was like yeah. personally for you. Hmm? I said that was like, it was like, everyone had a personal connection to you. You know, you had these people coming from different countries coming to, it was on a farm, right? It was like on your farm at home yeah, in France. It's or... really cool. It was really cool. But you know, when everyone left, <laughs> this energy gone as well. And I slept <laughs> all over. <laughs> I was just like a zombie or something. Yeah. Because uh, you have energy, but you know, this it's the people giving it to you. And then when they go away, this energy is going with them. Um, but I think it's it's like when when we do things together, it's like you know when you like for example when you you decide to run with someone because you want to run and by yourself you can't do it. But when you do mm-hmm. it with someone, you have more energy, more motivation for doing it. If the other person is as motivated as you, mm-hmm. and it's the same for everything. Like uh, I did the festival without drugs and alcohol, and and basically it was meditation and yoga all day. And in the night, you had uh, four hours of, uh, of party, like music. And, uh, and I never get to a state of meditation like that before. And I think it's because we were like 200 and I think around 250 people with the intention of meditating, all doing it at the same time. And this is creating more powerful meditation because you're doing it together. Mm-hmm. I think to do something with a lot of people is like, making it more powerful if everyone is really into that thing totally yeah yeah coherence like creating um a a state of coherence like with a group of people Mm -hmm. um you're vibrating at the same frequency i think so it's like making it more powerful that's really neat um Man, and that can go either way. Like you can you can create um, uh, like a heightened sense of fear globally. Like if that's what's being broadcast, 
you know, and I guess like that's the COVID actually, you know, like all these media all the time saying you that you're gonna fall sick and everyone is talking about oh this COVID up COVID happening. Yeah. It's like like your brain is so powerful. You have the placebo placebo effect that like yeah. if someone gives you some shit and tells you that that's gonna cure you and you believe really this guy, then it's gonna probably cure you. But yeah. there's also opposite like if someone is giving you a pill and telling you that that's gonna kill you uh and and you have this in your body and then you can start like panicking and then you can actually die from it just because you panicked you know because someone tells you that it gives you poison or something is that not the funniest thing ever that the placebo effect is actually like 50 percent effective and same with what they call nocebo which is like the opposite of placebo you know like when you anticipate that you're not going to have a result but so like with the placebo effect like say if they give someone a medication and then they give someone the sugar pill like generally it's like a 50 percent chance that um or what is it yeah like a 50 percent chance that the people with the the placebo will have the same results as the person with the actual medication and Mm -hmm. then so like there's a 50% chance that your your mind and and your belief is just as powerful as the um the solution that they're offering or whatever and but we don't really give that a lot of attention and then you look at the coronavirus where it's what's the the percentage like it's like a 0. Point whatever percent chance that you're going to die of it and and the whole world is like up in arms but <laughs> Like, I don't know, oh, man, I just feel it's 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 so incredible to me to see how little um, the majority of people seem to acknowledge the power of their own beliefs, you know, like, or I don't know, I feel like so many people don't realize how much power that we have over our, our world, mm-hmm. you know, your personal world, but also the world at large. You know, because we're all very much a part of it. The problem is that most of people want to be part of this bigger group that is society, and and they want to fit in, and they don't because of that they don't try to be themselves, and they don't try to find out what they really want. Like I've seen so many people spending their life doing a job they don't like yeah. because they, they they don't think about like they do they can do something else. You know, they they've been taught that this is how you do your life, and they don't don't think that there's something else maybe they would like to do you know and they, mm. instead of like doing their job they will keep continue and and you know telling oh this job is shit always complaining about it and blah 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 and it makes them sick in the end uh, yeah not doing like, and um, it's it's hardly even like the fault of the individual at all because i mean you look at i mean children are are raised you know like parents want to protect their children and parents want the best for their children and parents want to teach them all that they know and what they learned in their life but and so you know we and then at school so between like being raised by your parents who want you to be obedient um and or at least like follow their guidance right and then you go to school and it's about being obedient and and you know, doing things as, you know, submit, oh my gosh, Latea. a lot of it is like we, we teach people from a young age to be obedient and to do what they're told and to make people proud and so much of, and, and we don't really teach people like to, um, 
to step into like who they are to figure out who they are and like and and really follow like I guess I don't know it's like follow your passion or whatever you know like a lot of the time that is discouraged you know for for someone to have an interest that people think is unreasonable you know doesn't like society doesn't really let that happen like I realized me I didn't really have choice of what you know what you do you study and then after you study you need to find a work straight away like there's only the German people I've seen they, they tend to do one year gap year of uh, mm-hmm. traveling or something I've seen a lot of them doing that and I think it's quite cool you know to 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 find what is their passion before deciding and do for the rest of their life because when you are 20 years mm-hmm. old you study but you don't fucking know anything about the world you know? Mm-hmm. In school, you know some stuff, but you don't know what is it to be somebody. Like if you study chemistry, you don't know what is it to be fucking chemistry, chemistry or putting samples and mixing stuff together. And it's like it sounds quite cool to do, but uh, in the end, it's, it it may be a bit boring also, depending on what is your passion. Yeah. yeah. But what man? One thing that's just kind of a trip to me. I realized something that most of the parents, they want the best for their children, but the best they want mm. is their own dream. You know, it's like they, they failed something in their life and they want uh, their children not to fail like they did. So mm-hmm. they want their children to succeed their own dream. And what helped me a lot is that I, I actually succeed to where I, my parents wanted me to do an engineer school and to become an engineer job and proper salary and stuff like this and and i i did that you know and i did that for three years and i decided this is not for me and and i quit and it was difficult for them to understand but i realized their dream so i, I proved them that i was able to do this and uh and and that they, they can't blame me you know because i've managed to do the dream they had for me and i told them this is not for me and this is not my dream and i want something different but probably if i haven't succeed to do that uh, they would not understand my choice, you know. Straight away to do um, what I'm doing right now, uh, which is difficult to explain, actually. <laughs> for my is is uh, I I would probably never do it properly because I will always have my parents behind me, and I'm like it's something I realize like when I come back home with my parents, I always have this feeling coming back that I'm doing something wrong in my life. You know, when every time I'm away from them, I'm like feeling good. I'm like feeling I'm on the right path and I, I'm doing what I want and I'm getting closer to, to reach my dreams. Uh, but every time I'm coming back to them, I feel like I'm doing something wrong and it's their own thinking, I think, is because I'm really connected to them. I mean, they, they made me, so I'm part of them. I think that they, they, when I'm close to them, I feel that even more big you know in my in my in my head like and it's coming back to me and then i'm starting thinking every time i'm coming back to them like oh shit maybe i should find a walk maybe i should like you know do something something that like they would like me to do yeah Um, something just to satisfy them so i don't have this this feeling coming to me but um, mm. this is what I found for now. And 
And at some point, they will realize that I'm doing the right choice for myself. And then I think I, I will not have this problem anymore. But, you know, it, it's hard to convince them that I'm doing the right choice. Because for, for now, they, they just see me doing random shit all around and I'm not earning any money. I'm starting to have some good argument for them. Like just like, just like I said, you know, like now I'm, I'm studying, actually. You know, I'm back to study. I'm not studying in a school. I'm studying just living, you know, I'm... I'm going somewhere, I'm meeting new people and they do something cool, I want to do it. I'm learning from, from them and, and then I can do it myself. And maybe I can decide, it's like something something really basic, you know, like for example, I, I met this guy he, and he, he, what he's doing in his life is sometimes he's going to Switzerland and he's making bubbles in the street. And like that, in one month, he can earn 2,000 euros. And, um, making bubbles? Just making bubbles in the street, yeah. And and it's so funny to do bubbles in the street, you know, like I've done this in Wood, but Wood is not like the best city to do that. Like there's not so much people with a lot of money and stuff like that. So I, I do it just for fun. But it's so cool to do it. You know, you spend four, five, six hours you have a friend playing guitar and you're making bubbles and the children are coming, they're trying to catch the bubbles and it's like so so much good energy, you know, I, I'm spending like six hours of fun and well, sometimes you earn a bit of money but the, this is not really the point, you know, it's just to yeah. have fun and, uh, and this is like what I'm trying to figure out in my life, how to, to make all the time fun things that I like to do and to, to earn a bit of money but just enough to enough to live right you don't need when when you have a lot of contact is what i figure out is like the more i'm traveling the more i, I meet amazing people that are really welcoming and and they they like they, they share the house just like if if it was yours as well you know like one day i come to a place the guy is telling me oh the the door is always open you can come by anytime even if i'm not there don't worry like you, and he, i met so many people like that it's crazy like and and this is kind of what we are doing in this house as well. Like all the time we, we tell people, if you want to stay longer, you can stay. Like and you have safe space. If you don't know what to do, you can take a week here. It's all right. And uh, and it's so good, you know, to to share things with people. Is that something I think we forgot is with like with the money situation, everyone is like a bit scared of losing something. But the less you have, the more you can share actually, because you, you you are not scared of losing anything when you don't have so much things. Like yeah. And the more that you give, to... the more it comes back too. Yeah, also, yeah, it's some kind of really funny things happening. Like, this happens a lot in festivals, especially. Like, you get in some kind of... Uh, like, it happens to me, like, especially one festival, it was fucking crazy. Like, I, I start giving some stuff. Like, we, we organized, like, after party, like, the music stopped. And one of my friends had a truck with a big, big speaker. And we did an after party uh, in front of this truck. And uh, at some point, all my friends were sleeping. But it was, like, some kind of my space. But, like, not really, actually. And, uh, and everyone was, like, thanking me for all this. And they were giving me some beers, giving me some stuff. And, and, and giving me too much i was giving back to people like other people you know and because i was sharing what people share with me uh, to other people then these people were sharing stuff with me as well and then i had to share it with the other people 
And then these people were giving me more stuff. And then I had to share it with the other people. And it was just not helping, you know. Even some people came to me to volunteer, like, oh, can we do something to help you? And I was like, actually, yeah, you know, with people, are, like, it's starting to be really hot now. And we're getting low on water. Can you fill up those things? And people can go, like, for a 20 minutes walk to get water and bring back so much more than I expected. So we can keep continue partying. It's just like... <laughs> And, and I, I was doing nothing, you know, I was just having fun and smiling and people were looking at me and just like, oh, I want to give you this. And, and yeah, and then I was giving, it's just amazing. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you hardly have to do anything. You just have to smile and then you, like people are just automatically yeah, happy seeing your smile. You know, you're totally, you know what you are, Benoit, you're a joy multiplier. You're someone who just like, you That's know, not takes... the same, you know, like uh, when... Uh, you know, we did this road trip with uh, with Olivia in Spain again. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, in. A, I don't know if I told you that, but uh, for three months before that, I, I was completely depressed. And oh. uh, and I saw you guys who gave me so much happiness. And after that, I just like fucking skyrocket in the happiness mode for two weeks. Um, I felt so happy. You know, like even when I was driving, I, I don't know how much I was re re reunited. But like when I was driving, you know, usually when you're driving, people like it's like really people are angry when they're driving because it's like a bit <laughs> yeah. scary at any moment. So people get like really stressed and nervous and, and angry. And me, like for these two weeks when I was driving, uh, you know, like sometimes I will let someone pass and like stop the car and someone will go and usually people don't really pay attention you know they just go on and, and they don't give a shit and for two weeks every this people were looking at me with a big smile and say hi and thank you and like you know from distance and it was just like crazy and I had so much happiness and, oh, and that just, I don't know because I, they were not seeing me I, I mean I'm in the car so they don't really see my face or something I don't know what yeah. was happening Wow, the husband was... you're putting out such a vibe. They like picked it up from, the, from their <laughs> car. Oh, that was so fun, that trip. Yeah, we need to do another one. Yeah. Where's next? What's the next country for, for Deep Snack? For now, I'm planning to go in South Africa for three or six months. I don't know really yet. Um, to, to go and. To, to go to, to the Velvet Monkey Foundation again to because like this place for me is the only place where I I feel I feel myself I can be myself all the time. I know I don't need to take care of anything except cooking for people. And I don't know, my head is getting free, more free when I'm there. And and this place is I realize it like uh, when I was talking about my stories that every time I go there, I make a plan, I do it, and then I go back there, you know. And uh, and I think for me, like after all this festival and stuff, uh, like uh, I need to to start making a new plan. I mean, I have yes. some ideas, but uh, I need to, you know, empty my head from all different people's need because this yeah. is the thing. Like you live with people, people have expectation, and uh, and because of that, you like them and you don't want to. So you say yes, you know, you want to to do the same thing than them, and you really want to. But is this actually what you really want? And I think South Africa is really helping me to, you know, living in nature with monkey, with not so much, you know, advertisement or like city stuff around you. There's, there's nothing there, you know, just monkey and trees and and 
best way where you you can I can be myself and and make plans for myself and not to to please someone. I yeah, this, you like uh, take the the external influence out of the equation so you can make sure that your next move is like yeah. genuinely what you want to do. That's cool. But uh, yeah, so now I will do that for three or six months and then I'm free to do whatever. So if you want to meet somewhere around the world, I'm. I'm I would like to go to Canada actually visit you at some point. Cool oh my gosh, do come on over. I've never, I've never um, left my province in Canada. Like it's such a big country, and I've only really seen like where I'm from. So if if you came to Canada, we could do like a road trip. In your own country, right? That can be cool. Yeah, I'm just waiting. I'm just waiting for you and Olivia, and then I'll see Canada. Mm -hmm. <laughs> waiting for the right company. <laughs> And then we can do a deep snack tour. Uh, yeah, that would be cool. Mm -hmm. That'd be sweet. Um, oh. Yeah, it's something funny. A road trip like I did last year, like in Poland, I've been all around Poland, in all the cities, like not all of them, but the, like a lot of them. And I feel like I have more connection with a lot of people in Poland than in France, you know, in my own country. Even with this language situation, is like, I don't know. It's so weird to like now I can go in like a lot of city in Poland and just uh, post a message on Facebook. Like, is someone want to do something? Uh, can someone give me like a home for the night or something? And and I will manage to find something. Like oh. in France, I can't, I can't do the same thing. It's, it's not possible. I have contact in Lyon and and some other places, but not not so many like like in Poland. And and that just. just in one the people female. being different. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the, the the thing is in in Poland, I've been connected a lot with a hippie family and and like people living a lot with uh, like outside of the society kind of. And I don't have this kind of contact in France. It mm. probably exists. There's probably a lot of community like that, but I don't really know them. But this will be a quest also at some point finding some. Some people like well, that. I just. So that's my hmm? you, so you can what? Yeah. It's bad to be out of my family for so long. Like, this was not planned. You know, I plan to stay two months in Poland, and now it's going to be more than a year soon. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah. I think my family is a bit mad at me for, for that, but uh, I think I needed it. That'll be good though. Then, like, they can really appreciate your presence when you're back. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> I, but this is the hope. I, the hope I have is that they will, you know, forget about like being angry at me for not being here and enjoy the fact that now I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> like, I hope that's how it goes. I hope uh, it's not anything, but you never know. I just really <laughs> wanted to, I was just thinking about how, um, you know how you were talking about the importance of of doing what you want to do right like rather than mm -hmm. doing what your parents wish for you or what other people expect of you and and like when you when you hear that it's easy to think that it's like a selfish decision but when i look at you and your life and the kind of things that you choose to do it's always like for creating more joy and fun for other people you know what i mean like yeah. whenever you're doing something it's always about just like making other people happy 
because I, I do that only because when people are happy around me, I'm happy. You know, you yeah. share it with people. When you are, you are in the people, you're happy as well. So, and yeah, if everyone will act a bit more like that, it will be good. But it's completely selfish, you know. It's like I do it because it makes me happy to do it. Because yeah. when people are happy around me, then I'm happy. And it's like... Uh, a good circle <laughs> yeah and it always comes back and then so like when you're around people who are happy then you yourself are happy but then there's even that um the like residual effect you know like it carries over into their next encounter with like someone else in their life you know like so when we did our our deep snack tour and then you were so thrilled for two weeks um mm-hmm. I think that's just so important, such an important thing to to realize and recognize that oh, just how powerful it is to to prioritize like feeling good because it goes the same way. Like when you're happy, other people are going to be happy. You know, like you don't just throw yourself into a group of people and like expect them to make you feel a certain way, right? I need to be careful about not giving too much energy to some people because it's like sometimes you you're trying with some people to you know trying to to be nice with them to so they 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 get better or something but sometimes like yeah it's like you you can't help people you know this is something I realize is like people can help themselves but there's nothing you can do to really help someone mm-hmm. uh, because uh is it's their own choice you know they they need to change themselves to to be happy and that it's only them that can do do it thing you can do to to make them change is to be yourself and and because if you're trying to focus on someone uh how to explain that um yeah it's like you know, this you, you can make someone happy for a time, but w- as long as you are here, they will be happy. But when you go away, then they will be depressed again. And uh, and it's a waste of energy somehow because, you know, it's like it, it, they, they just take your happiness and for the time you are here and then they are like angry at you because you are not here or like they, they blame you because like you should be here and not, not going around. And I, I don't know, it's like, um yeah people need to figure out their own shit like it's and still myself i'm working a lot on myself to figure out my own shit mm-hmm. um, but, but even uh, to have that awareness is huge because a lot of people don't realize that a lot of people like you know who 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 myself included even like you know who want to be someone who can like help other people be happier in their life you know, and then once we make it our responsibility, it's it's just an impossible task. So even if you can, even if somehow you can like cheer somebody up and make them feel happy while you're around, it's not helpful for them to rely on on you to do that. It totally disempowers them. You know, so yeah, no, it's not helping them at all. Uh, it's quite the opposite, actually. I've realized, like uh, especially when you are close to someone, like mm-hmm. I. I I realized the only pe- people you can help is random people that get through something and that you will meet for an instant, you know, yeah. and, and and then, you know, they will see you like doing stuff. They don't think it's possible. 
like you can inspire them. I think this is the the thing is like you can inspire people, but you can't change them. And yeah. So you need to do your. That's why you need to do your own dreams because that's where you will be the more inspiring people, and then people that are a bit lost, they can like see. Oh, I like this, and then you know they can start doing the same thing maybe, and then make it their own things because if they like it maybe it's part of their dream um and then they can start doing it but if you start focusing on someone and trying to explain him and to do things for him then he will never learn and when you go away it's just especially with yeah close friends and stuff like that it's it's really like when you see uh, like some member of your family or like a friends that have some issue in his life you coming to him to to share him up and to you're not acting like yourself you you're acting like some kind of wise man or like uh, you know someone that will give you advice or and this is not helping them because you actually when you do that you're actually making them feel that they need help like I, mm-hmm. i've realized that when uh, when i was on depression you know before we met in in uh, in um in spain Spain. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like uh, I was depressed and like I had a lot of friends to me and like, oh, you need to like move and you need to do something and blah, blah, blah. And every time they were like trying to share me up and something, I could feel that they see me as a sad person. And that was making me even more sad, actually. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know what I, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're like, affirming or confirming that you have a problem and that you need help and that you're I don't know and I find like even for myself like the more people other people like try to offer advice to me like unless I've asked for it like I I, I don't know like it makes me resist it even harder you know and sometimes the more that people try to be helpful it's like the more I want to push them away and I mean, yeah, maybe that's just my own thing, but I really think it comes from like a need to like to be the master of my universe. You know, like I want, mm-hmm. I want to, I want to live my life. You know, I don't want uh-huh. to live my life your way. I want, and I want you to live your life your way. And and that's the same for that's how I feel about everybody. Really, I just want like people to be empowered to like to to take charge of their own happiness. And uh, I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> But it's like, yeah. how, how, what's about, I don't even know how to go about doing that, you know, I guess. And I guess really just by, by doing what you love, would that be your recommendation? You know, like. To, yeah, yeah. You need to follow your own dreams. That's for sure. And Right. But so you make yourself happy first and then like a side effect of that will be like other people will bear witness to that and they'll see it. And then they'll feel inspired to do the same for themselves, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, right. like it's like, for example, when I, I became vegan, I had a lot of people around me like uh, bullying me a bit and jokes and saying this is bullshit and blah, blah, blah. And in the beginning, I was like on the defensive mode and I was, you know, kind of fighting back. Um, and that that was not helping them to convince them that I was doing the good thing. And when things start to change, 
is when I was fully don't give a shit about what people think and like I start bringing vegan food and then people were like oh this is really good and and you know I was not going to talk with anyone that will argue with me or like that want to fight with me because I'm vegan uh, I was just not giving a shit anymore about those people and just doing my own things and then when I start doing that a lot of people start to come to me and ask me questions about oh I would like to do this as well but oh do you find the protein or do you find the stuff and then you can start to talk because these people they actually want to do the same thing than you and they come to you to you for help and to advise but you you can't go to someone and telling him oh you need to do that and that and that well this i never actually done really but is like there's no there's no point of fighting. It's like you, you need to if you think something is right, just do it, and if and people will follow if it's actually right. You know if, uh, if for you, them because even like what's right is gonna be different for everybody. I would I would think because I mean people, yeah because yeah. yeah. people have like different um different needs like at different points in their life as well you know so even if someone is like has a really um strong opposing belief about something than you at one time doesn't mean that they won't change their mind eventually or that you won't change your mind eventually and you guys can relate on that um i sorry say it again i don't know it got kind of sloppy so just forget it (laughs) (laughs) go away (laughs) it wasn't very clear (laughs) had some friends next to me talking, so I disturbed me a bit in this thing. I need oh, to focus on the device, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I know my fast-talking voice. Hi, yeah. Well, we've actually been talking for, like, an hour and 12 minutes, so we can probably wrap it up pretty soon. Mm-hmm. So I know about you because I told you about the stuff happening, but uh, like I've seen you've been doing podcasts. You you go back to this uh, maybe, or what are you doing in Canada now? Uh, oh yeah, I'm working at a dog daycare. So back with the dogs. And uh, yeah, that's like a lot of fun. I find they're such good teachers because they're <laughs> so crazy sometimes, these dogs. Ah, jeez. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me. I just, what is going on with me? I don't know what kind of phase I'm in right now. I'm just doing, well, doing lots of jujitsu. I want to be a a black belt, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That's like, I guess that would be my main focus now is is training this martial art and learning as much as I can about myself in the process. And that's really exciting to me, but what's to say? I don't know. I usually have so much to say. This has actually just been kind of nice just to like listen to you yeah, talk. So <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, what else? I don't really have much to say even right now. I've just been looking at this painting that I'm doing and um, thinking about what I want to add to it. 
Have you been um have you been doing much uh like artwork kind of stuff cuz I know you're into making dream catchers and things? Yeah, well a little bit but not so much. Uh like I've did some painting for decorating the kitchen. Mm. Um I uh, I need to do more stuff actually. Um so in the in the few two weeks I will do some more but I don't know. I I have some trouble with uh, like drawing or paintings. Like I'm I never happy with what I'm doing. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. Isn't <laughs> <Yeah>. it? <laughs> it's like, but it's also a good practice to like learn to not judge the thing before it's complete, right? Like, because I find that's what happens when I'm painting. Is I'll be like, I have this image of a thing that I want to create, and then I'll start to make it, and I'm like, oh well, this looks shitty. This looks shitty. This looks like terrible. I'm not an artist. This is awful. And then it's, it's, but I keep, yeah, this, okay, so this has been kind of like a little epiphany that I had is like reminding myself that maybe it's not that it's not good, it's just not done yet. You know, it's not complete. It's in the process of becoming something. But and I, some, actually, go on. Yeah. It's like, um, now is something I realize is I like the fact of, uh, like what I like in doing art is just this kind of meditative state it puts you in when you are like drawing something. Yeah. And um, I did some drawing and like I, I was not trying to draw anything, you know, just to make like shapes that looks good. And I don't know, I just, you know, take a pencil and not really think about it. I want to do something, but just drawing some lines and some shapes and, and just make it like go together like in a smooth way and that I kind of enjoy yeah but uh, I kind of gave up on trying to to make something that look like something that is in my head because this is making me all the time like I, I will manage to do something like if I focus for one day on something and I, I will do it but at the end of the day I'm like not happy and but if I don't try to to draw anything like just to to do it for like more the meditation state it put me in it, mm. it, it more because then you, you, it doesn't look like anything this draw anyway and you know it's not because you you don't draw it by thinking you're gonna do this or that you you just draw like shapes and things and at the end it looks like nothing you know but it kind of looks good and and you can't really judge something that doesn't look like anything so mm. yeah done some stuff like that is quite interesting yeah well but plus it, if it feels good while you're doing it then i think that's the whole purpose of of art yeah, yeah, yeah. this is this is why i'm doing it but I, I give up a bit on trying to to draw things that that looks like something because this is frustrating me too much you know like i spend one full day doing it at the end uh it doesn't look exactly like because it's something I have some trouble to explain that I'm a bit perfectionist. Like it, yeah. when you see my and how I'm acting, people don't really believe me, but actually I am a bit. <laughs> and like, uh, like when I was working in my company, sometimes I would spend two hours to make like a, like an Excel tabs with like everything looks good and with the right, uh, you know, making everything the same size or like, I don't know, like, and, and, and this is some kind of useless job, actually, because I'm the only one that will see it. 
But if I wasn't doing it, I wasn't feeling complete and like, you know, I would spend hours to do something completely useless. But if I don't do it, I, I will feel frustrated. <laughs> it's kind of funny. But when you, when you see me and the way I'm acting all the time, it doesn't look like I'm perfectionist at all, but uh, I'm kind of... <laughs> even myself laugh <laughs> when I say it, but... Yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed so, but... <laughs> oh, that's funny well I like that that's a good quality to have like to keep people guessing you know <laughs> they, they can't tell a lot about you just by looking at you they gotta actually get to know you and find out so that's sweet when I tell people that I'm shy people don't don't believe me you know because they see me like you're doing shit around like uh, you know I, I don't really care to being seen by people I'm not shy that way but more like I told you, for me, it's difficult to to go and talk to someone that I don't know. I don't know how to start conversation, like even in my own language. Like I'm getting better at it, wow. but uh, still I have some trouble. Like uh, if someone's come to me and start to talk to me, I, I won't have any problem. Like I, I can answer and then we're going to have a conversation at some point. But mm-hmm. for me, every time I start like conversation with someone, I feel awkward and I don't know. I feel like it's not working, and like I'm saying, like I feel like I'm stupid or something. You know, it's like it's so weird. Yeah, that's so funny. I wouldn't have thought that you're shy. Would you think that <laughs> I'm shy? No, I think I'm shy. Really? Oh. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the same with everyone. I met a guy also this summer. He's like amazing guy. He's doing so many crazy shit. He's really interesting. He had so much like um. Uh, oh, you, oh, you say that um, shit, I lost the word experience, like a lot of different experience and uh, and he's explaining me like uh, like when I'm perf- when he's performing, like when he's doing a dance for example he, he can dance with like beautiful girls and like having really good connection dancing with her and everything but when he wants to actually talk with her, like having more deep relation with her, he's just it doesn't work, you know, it's like, he can perform, he can act, when it's an act, it's okay, you know, he knows it's like some kind of thick stuff, and that is okay, he has no problem at all to do it, but when it starts to, like, start bonding, but without these artistic things, just like having normal conversation, or like, yeah, he he doesn't know how to do this, (laughs) And it's so funny because this is like a bit like me, actually. Like uh, when you see him from distance, you will never think that this guy is is shy because you see him doing so many crazy shit all the time and interacting with you and stuff. But but for him, it's just like, yeah, like an act. And and when it starts not being an act, he doesn't know to do do this. And it's a bit the same for me. Like I I don't mind entertaining people, making myself a bit like... uh, doing some funny, maybe even making myself ashamed to make people laugh. You know, I, I like to do this. I have mm. no problem. With it, but when I have to like talk with someone that I don't know, yeah, it starts to be more difficult. Yeah, I guess it's tricky. Uh, that's uh, that's maybe that's the same for all people. You know, like that I've, we're not oh, yeah. one dimensional. You know, like and and I guess mm-hmm. uh, that's. Yeah, there's something just so, I don't know, I don't want to say scary, but I kind of think scary about um, talking to someone for the first time or like 
you know, having that initial conversation because it's, there's kind of a little bit of a pressure to like, let's find, you have to like fish and find that, that thing that you guys can relate on. Uh What what can connect you to this person? Yeah. And and it feels awkward to start asking like a random question because you need to start by something, you know? Yeah. I feel like asking the name is not a good way because every time I'm asking the name of someone, because I don't know this person, my brain is not remembering it after 10 seconds because I have no interest to remember his name because I don't know anything about this person. So usually when I ask the name, then I feel really stupid because I don't remember it at all. Like I need to have some kind of connection with the person and then I can remember the name. But like, this is... And yeah, like starting by asking where you come from is like I don't know. I don't like this question as well. <laughs> and, uh, like, don't really care. You're here now. <laughs> I don't really care actually about where people come from. You know, it's like I, I don't know how to start conversation. Like really. So what do you um, ask? Do you have like a go-to few questions, or you just feel it out in the moment? Yeah, this is. I don't know. Yeah, this is the thing where I'm stuck. I don't know how to start conversation. It's I find. Like, for myself, it's like I I feel like I have this um what would be the word? Uh, I don't know, can't think of the word, but like, you know, I have this really strong desire to like connect with people and like I want to like know people on a pretty deep level, but I'm also so shy and like afraid to initiate conversations and like intimidated by making eye contact <laughs> mm-hmm. so it's like how do you get over that because you can't obviously you can't get to know someone unless you talk to them <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 this is the tricky thing but that's, i guess that's, that's what I, the festivals are for <laughs> yeah this is really helpful actually because it brings you in like me i like you know when you do something when you are like doing something and then someone is joining you in what you are doing, then it's helpful because if this person is joining you doing whatever you're doing, it's because he likes to do that. So it gives you one connection and then it's easy to to start talking about this connection. But when like, for example, someone is waiting at the bus station, especially those days, like people, I don't know, like all the time you go and start talking to someone that is completely random most of the people are like, what the fuck this guy want from me? You know, (laughs) (laughs) they think that you got some sort of angle. Like, what do you need? Are you going to ask me for money? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. people think think you you want something from them. Like something more than just a conversation. Mm. Like, I don't know. This is a bit weird. Oh, I wanted to share like an idea I had like actually from this guy I, I told you about. Mm-hmm. He was talking about something, and I realized, you know, we're talking about dimension, like the 3D or whatever, mm-hmm. and the time. And, uh, and I realized something is that, you know, when you don't know something, uh, you don't see it, actually. When you don't know, like, a concept, you don't see it. In... Yeah. yeah. And, and, and there's so many things, like, sometimes there's someone teaching you, like, that this thing exists, and then you start to see it everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know this feeling? And I realized that this is some kind of like the dimension thing. Is like dimension is actually knowledge because the more you know things, the more you can see them. 
And if you if you do stuff, you you don't see them. Like uh, I don't know. Like there was one day I never drink an alcohol of my life, and then this girl is like, "Oh, you don't know this alcohol?" And then I start seeing advertisement of it on the street. I start to see it everywhere, but it was there before. But it's just mm. because I know about it I, I wasn't like my brain will not catch this information like there's so many things that you don't see actually yeah. is happening all the time but as long as you don't know it you will not really see it and when someone is teaching you and showing you that this exists and then you start to sing everywhere yeah it's, it's really interesting concept uh, that's cool yeah. that's cool I really like that um, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I like that a lot. <laughs> what the fuck? This is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I had that occur with um. Okay, do you know what a haka is? A haka. It's like um in the sport in rugby. There, oh, there's like some teams that, or I guess it came from like like the who was it the the Maori Maori Ma is it Maori or Maori? Anyways, there's like tribes in New Zealand. And mm-hmm. it's basically like, uh, yeah, yeah. like this performance, this dance that they do before war or whatever. Mm-hmm. But they do it in rugby. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard of a haka before. And then mm-hmm. one day at jiu-jitsu, there was like a group of people who were talking about it. And then they explained it to me. And then, and then like the next day or something, I went to go visit my dad. And my dad said something about doing a haka. And he like starts doing this haka. I'm like, I've never heard of this before. And now the next day, suddenly mm-hmm. my dad, who I've known my entire life, brings up this thing that he's never mentioned before and then it came up like a few times like you know in that following week just a bunch of times suddenly this thing presented itself to me but um I think that's an interesting idea not even just about um you know new knowledge necessarily like because I was thinking about this um with the example of just noticing butterflies recently you know Mm -hmm. um and obviously it wasn't like I just learned that butterflies exist and know that they exist, but I used it kind of as like just training my focus to notice beauty around mm-hmm. me and to, and so like, you know, butterflies have been around this whole time, it, well, mm-hmm. not this old, but like in the summertime, they're always around. And I, but I wouldn't really notice them because I would just be, you know, in my head thinking about whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, so, I don't know, I was just thinking about, it's interesting how even just deciding to look for beautiful things in nature, you'll start to Mm -hmm. notice that they're all around. And it's not that they're just appearing now, it's that they've always been around. But But you need to put your attention on it. yeah. Yeah, so it's like by deciding that I want to actually notice these things and see these things, suddenly they become visible. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know, I've... Have you ever had a moment where, like, you're in a place that you're super familiar with and you're just in a different kind of state of mind and you look around and you realize, like, holy moly, this place is incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I love that feeling. And it's like, oh, it's been here the entire time. Nothing's changed about this environment. It's just, like, what I'm choosing to see right now. Yeah, yeah. But, like, it's really funny how your state of mind can completely change the way you you perceive things around you like the same mm. place same people if you are like in really depressed mode things gonna look fucking shitty and mm-hmm. if you are in completely different vibes and completely happy and when you see the same people it's like everything changed yeah? it's, 
but it's uh, but it's kind of connected like between you and them because I, I have this feeling that you know everyone is a bit connected to each other and we don't really realize it but your thought is affected every, like just the fact of thinking about bad things will affect people around you they will not mm -hmm. really notice something it depends also of your connection with them if you are like deeply connected with them then you will feel it more if you are like if you're just stranger then you won't feel it that much but everyone is like connected in somewhere like that and what i wanted to say i don't remember shit mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah definitely like even um have you heard about what's it called the global i i can't remember but they basically you um do you know what a, like a random number generator is mm -hmm. okay so i don't really but anyways the, i'm assuming <laughs> it generates numbers randomly like the whole point is that it has no pattern mm -hmm. um and they've measured like during say like when 9-11 happened right and mm -hmm. the entire world was focusing on this one event the that random number generators suddenly became not random they they started producing numbers and patterns and the what um the people who observe this think about it is that that happened because on a global scale you know, so many people were focused on the same thing. And so it mm -hmm. created that sense of coherence. And 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 I think even like um they can measure it with like EMF frequencies, was electromagnetic frequencies that like come um from the earth. Um the same kind of thing like if they're it's do you have you heard of heart math before? Heart math. Heart math. No. Anyway, so that's like, um, uh, they have a, a thing called the, what's that, like the Global Heart Coherence Initiative or something. And, and basically what they do is they measure, um, what is it? Like Heartbeat. Like electromagnetic, electromagnetic field of beat or something, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like we emit those frequencies from our bodies, but the, the earth itself has its own um, mm -hmm. EMF, whatever frequency that it like emits. And so the same thing, like they have a graph that shows um, the relationship between the, the, the EMF waves or whatever of the earth um, and the, and like massive global events and and when they put those graphs together, you'll see that they're actually in sync. So like in times of like global crisis, when, over, when there's a war or something like the whole, the whole world's frequency shifts and, mm -hmm. and it's something that happens collectively altogether. Mm -hmm. And those kind of things are really neat, even though like I don't really understand like the science of it because it's pretty complicated for me, but like um that's also just something that like that you that i can observe and see and feel that's real and even you like when you were saying you know playing guitar for for your friends and how like just having all these people together and like sharing kind of this one emotional experience like you feel that surge of energy come through you and it's not just in coming through you it's like 
everyone's kind of experiencing that together. And when that happens, it's undeniable. Like those kind of things I think are so valuable for people to experience because you don't really believe something until you experience it yourself. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Man, but that's but cool. It's, if you think about it, like the earth is like an organism, you know, is because like your body is an organism that you can't say no. Everyone agree about it, but your body is composed of a lot of different cells that are have their own in like they are living. It's one of them in mm -hmm. I don't know how they're living, what they experience, what they feel. You know, this is complicated to to know. But <laughs> if you think about it, the earth is the same thing. You know, it's just like a big ball with a lot of different animals and bacteria and things living on it. So you you can actually say that the earth is an organism by itself mm -hmm. you no know, and it's it's shifting like sometimes you have some certain tree growing and and then there's a war because of human and we are like burning all the forest and but it's like it's it's like a yeah ecosystem you know your body is an ecosystem and mm -hmm. depending on how much you zoom you can zoom in and you will see this small cellule uh, but you can zoom out and you see the earth and you can see the solar system and this is like um i mean like the sun, center of our solar system is the sun and it's something really funny i realized uh, this summer when i was burning some wood to make myself warm is that this energy like there's so much energy going out of this wood burning right mm -hmm. and this energy is actually energy coming from the sun mm. because the tree are, are capturing the energy of the sun, and that's how they build this their 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 body, right? And mm -hmm. and when you burn this energy, when you burn this wood, it's this energy coming out of it. And <laughs> it's, it's it's amazing to think about it, you know. When you you see wood burning, is actually a little sun that is there. A little sun. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i was just thinking okay so just coming back to how you said the earth is an organism and so and mm -hmm. just as our our body is right so like just like how our human bodies have all these different um cells and um they're all working to maintain a state of homeostasis and like you know we have mm -hmm. an immune system that um takes immediate action um unless it's like compromised against any sort of pathogen or, you know, if we get cut, um, our body gets working immediately to heal it. Or if we get sick, our body, you know, immediately starts working to um, resolve the sickness. And in the same way, the earth has, you know, all these different um, yeah, organisms like the... that work like the cells. So you have all the different animals who who just instinctively know what to do to maintain the... the the environment and and even the balance of one another and stuff and i don't know i think it's it's also neat it, the 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 whole world like our bodies are so intelligent and mm -hmm. the the earth is so intelligent and it's just to me it's a hilarious idea that we think that we're like the most intelligent thing on this planet it's just that we're the most we're the only ones that are like consciously aware of the intelligence but, but I, I'm sure of it, you know, is something like I'm really thinking about is, yeah, maybe, I mean, you know, 
who is governing this planet like the human who is governing it is the all the human making the wars and all this shit you know it's not yeah. being evolved of destroying other people or other beings like we we completely ruining this planet we're killing all the tree we we probably gonna get instinct because of ourselves not because of something else happening you know this yeah. is this is not being developed and it's something i'm thinking is that probably if there is some being that uh, like maybe animals that are more intelligent than men they're not trying to get in contact with us you know they're more trying to <laughs> hide them then you know they, they will live in some place completely out of the system and in peaceful way and be hidden act like they are stupid but in the end they are not you know it's like I mean, when you see an animal, you 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 think it's just an animal, you know. It doesn't. It, it just act with like his, uh, um, how you say it, like the instinct. You know, people say that a lot. Like animal is always by instinct, but human is the same shit. Like you know, when a human get angry, it's his instinct. Yeah, he he doesn't control it. Most of people doesn't control their emotions. Yeah, they just Most, a lot you of know, people. Everyone. And and this is your instinct as well. You know, you get mad because someone did something to you and your instincts tell you that you need to yell against these things and fight for it. Wow, that's a really interesting observation that I only just thought of now because you said that. That like, so we as humans, like we have the capacity to override our instinct, but that doesn't mean that most people do that. You know, that is react rather than... you know, think and respond in 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 a way, and um, it's really the same with animals. It's like, you know, like tripod. I was talking to you about it earlier. Is is the only monkey that doesn't hack all the other monkey that I've seen. You know, all the monkey they are like they act more like humans. You know, they get in a gang and they feel strong like that, and there is this hierarchy. So even if they are in the same family, some are the weakest one and they will be bullied all their life. Some are like the king and, and the, exactly how we do with the politician. You know, the politician are the king and we are like the small people and uh, and they are using uh, us to, to make whatever they want. And uh, and it's the same with the monkey. But this tripod, he he doesn't do like all the other monkey. He's, he's, not, he's not acting like what we should call this instinct because most of the monkey are not doing what he's doing. Most of the monkey, they stay in their gang. This guy, he doesn't have any gang. He just go from gang to gang and be friend with everyone. And... <laughs> he's like, we're all, we're all monkeys. So, but like know. monkeys, me a lot too, because like when you stay a lot with monkey, you realize uh, like we have a lot of common with them and actually like, I love to compare like a wild monkey to people that drink in a bar, you know, mm. like sometimes um, the monkey will do, you know, when like it happens to me a lot of time, you know, you, you're walking in a bar and, and someone is drunk and is eating the, the shoulder of another drunk guy. And then these two people, they start fighting for what, you know, the bar is clouded. There's a lot of people. So, yeah, you have a little bit of fuck on the shoulders. But nothing bad happened, you know, it's just normal because there's a lot of people around and, and a shock happened. But because these guys are drunk, they act more like in a wild way and they will start fighting and they will, but they will use the words, you know, they will say some words. But if you listen to them, it doesn't make sense at all what they're saying, you know, they're just saying crap, just like monkey, they like, <laughs> you know, they exactly. <laughs> 
they make, they, they're using words, but actually what they're doing is like, <laughs> you know, I'm bigger than you. I'm going to kill you or something. Yeah. But it's exactly the same thing than monkey. And, um, and, and this is quite funny yeah, when you compare this to drunk monkey <laughs> that's hilarious even just people who are arguing in general are like you know yeah yeah, yeah. Well, people I mean, some argue can be constructive but most of the time is just saying random words you know and that's yeah. why that's the time when you're arguing with someone you will say something that you don't want to say because word doesn't really matter you just want to make more noise and you will say all the crap that come from from your mouth you know usually it's a bit connected with the truth but it doesn't mean that it's actually what you think. It's just because you get emotional and, and you need to say some noise, you know. And, yeah. And that's People like intellectually sizing each other up, and like like the monkeys when they're like raising their eyebrows and looking at each other. That's quite funny. That monkey comparison is actually hilarious. I'm going to imagine people as monkeys a lot more often now. <laughs> like uh, I've, I've learned in South Africa like after being one year with them, it's like, you know, when monkey attack you, you need to chill. Like, uh, that's what Dave, the, the owner of the foundation, is, is telling you when you arrive. He's like, don't try to make the biggest. Just chill. You know, you, you talk to him in a chill, chill way. You don't show that you are scared. If you show you're scared, this guy will take control of you. But just, you know, you act like everything is okay and you talk in a peaceful way and stuff. And by doing that, like, one full year in South Africa, at the end, like, I was used to do it and like to control my fear and not let my fear because, you know, they, they don't know that they can kill me like if they want to. For them, you are like fucking giant. So it's mm -hmm. more easy to do it. But doing it every day for one year, when I come back to France, one day something happened to me is that this guy, I was in a party and I was quite drunk, actually. It was like 6 a.m. We were going back uh, to drink a coffee in the morning. And um, and on the way, I met this guy, you know, and this guy is coming to me and he's like, I will fight with you. And and I do exactly the same thing that with the monkey at this moment He's like, I look at him and I I'm like, oh, why you want to fight me with me? Like, there's no reason of this. And and the more I was talking in like trying, you know, to to like doing exactly the same thing, just doing like I was trying to make it more sense that with the monkey. So this guy doesn't think I'm taking in for a stupid guy. But, you know, trying to, to make, to talk about something chill and not showing that I'm scared and, and, you know, and be actually quite relaxed. You know, it's like trying to relax myself. And, and the more I was doing that, the more I realized that this guy was actually not angry. This guy was sad. And I told him that, you know, I was looking at him in the eyes and, and I was seeing that he was sad. And I told him like, like, dude, I will not give it to you right now because I don't think you're ready. But you don't need to fight with someone. You need a hug with someone because now you look sad and sad people don't need to fight. They need a hug. And, yeah. and, and when I tell him that, this guy's face completely changed. Like it was amazing, like really crazy. And, and then I don't really remember this part because I was pretty drunk, but he, I remember like he talked with me for like maybe an hour and an hour and a an half telling me all the bad things happening in his life. And he had a shitty life and he was really sad, you know, and he just needed someone like an, a hears to talk and stuff like that. But he didn't know how to to proceed, you know, he didn't know how to ask for help. And for him, the only way was to fight with people, to get this energy, to get rid of this sadness, you know, it's like bad mm -hmm. energy. You want to, to get it out somehow. And fighting mm -hmm. is... It's something I never really understood. 
but it happens to me one time when I got, uh, uh, I broke up with a, a girl that I was with for three years. And I was like, I lost completely, I don't know, I had no purpose in my life. And, and like, I, I, I was like almost thinking about killing myself, you know. And, and this is the only time in my life where I felt like I needed to push, like to make myself hurt, you know, to punch a wall or something. And okay. uh, I almost did it. And then I realized, okay, let's do something more intelligent. Let's use this energy for running, for example. I have this madness inside of me. It needs to get out somehow. And I start to run. And I never run that much in my life. I've never been like someone that like running. I still don't like to do it. But I, I don't know. Like I run, the first day I run maybe 20 minutes. And then the second day I, I run an hour. And then the second day another hour. And it's like I never run that much in my life. Like Every day I was going for an hour of running. And I could feel that that was helping me. Mm. it was like allowing that energy to be released somewhere mm -hmm. and actually to your benefit rather than to um you know yeah, actually, yeah. hurt somebody else well, that's awesome that's like taking it, it to the absolute opposite side of the you know like swinging the pendulum or whatever like you could have harmed another person or you could um improve yourself mm -hmm. that's awesome that's so cool my mom is doing it with like washing sometimes. You know, when she's mad at about something, she will start to clean the whole house. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah, that's a really that's like honestly a pretty enlightened approach. Just to like understand that <laughs> when you, I'm like I'm serious with anything for anybody to have that awareness that like when they feel some sort of negative thing come on that feels like it's going to get out of control to just direct it somewhere just be like, okay i'm just going to put this somewhere so that i don't end up like being an asshole so i don't end up like putting it on somebody else something that they had nothing to do with Actually, yeah this um this app will only record for it'll record for two hours we have like 10 minutes left but just really quick so coming back to okay so you because the same thing happened with me, right? Like once I experienced my own form of personal tragedy and then, mm -hmm. you know, first it made me, you know, angry or like hateful towards myself or depressed and it like manifests in all these negative ways. And then once I figured out how to um, take that energy and turn it into something positive for myself, my life changed. Mm -hmm. And then I was just thinking about tripod. I was like, I wonder if it was like once he lost his arm, you know, he experienced some sort of form of tragedy and he had an accident and he lost his arm. Was it then that he became the really cool, independent, confident monkey that he is today? <laughs> yeah, maybe actually. We'll never know, but that's a theory. <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking that would be quite funny. Yeah, okay. Actually, about it now is because I broke up with this girlfriend and I, I got really sad that my parents proposed to offer me uh, like this trip to South, like my first time I go to South Africa. Really? And probably if this will not happen, then my life would be completely different today because it's uh, when I go to South Africa that I, I decide to do something completely different in my life. That and, was the uh, same for me. I went to South Africa the first time and then I decided to, that my whole life was going to change. <laughs> it's a magic land yeah 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 people should go more there. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh my gosh okay we should actually probably wrap this up so is there anything I don't know anything else you want to say yeah I love you Latayan I miss you oh, 
I love you, Benoit. This is so nice. You're just, that's, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so good. 